So you wanna know? Welcome to the Swana Know podcast. I'm your host, Annelisa Swana. Join us every week as we explore extraordinary conversations of triumph, resilience, and anything you wanna know. So today in studio with me, I have two lovely guests as we speak all things heritage and culture. Welcome to the Solano Podcast. Thank you, thank you. I am so, so excited (laughs) to have you guys here. Please introduce yourself. We'll start with the lady. So I'm Lachelle Williams. I am the digital advertising guru and herald. (laughs) Self-proclaimed. Um, yeah, that's who I am. A mom of five and a brown person. <laughs> well, I'm Marianne Murray. I am a reporter at The Herald. Um, a dad of two and um, quite clearly not a brown person. But um, <laughs> yeah, happy to be here. Thank you so much, guys. So today, I just want us to just discuss our heritage, especially in this modern age that that we live in. So I'm going to start. What is your heritage, Rian? Well, I'm from I'm born and bred PE. I'm actually from Utnag, so um, grew up with my family. It's me and my brother um, and my parents. A uh, very average white Afrikaans family growing up in Utnag. Went to school there. And eventually came to PE for work. But I mean, other than that, um, Afrikaans, Bursinki, from the Eastern Cape, pretty much. Okay. And Luce? So I would be classified as a Khalid South African. But I mean, I am a mix of various things. I have, my grandmother is a Muslim. Okay. So she's Malay. And then on my mom's side, there is German ancestry somewhere. I believe someone's from an island somewhere. Um, so it's just really a mix of various sure. yeah, 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 um, heritages or cultures. But, yeah, born and raised colored South African. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, guys, how do you personally connect with your heritage, Luce? Um, Well, I think that as a colored South African, you know, we... The funny thing is, on Heritage Day, we never really know what to wear because we don't really have... A you know a coloured uh, what do you, what do you call it a uniform outfit. uniform <laughs> a uniform a traditional a traditional outfit you know <clears throat> but what we do connect over is food sure listen we can eat we love food eh? <laughs> we love food someone said to me just dress as a cook sister on heritage day and you'll be fine <laughs> so I think that is generally how and we love we come together we there's always food our Sunday lunches look like a Christmas spread. Because that is our CDC, we take a meal. I don't sure. know, yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, that's how we connect. Okay. That's yeah. that my culture. I think very much to what Luce says is food is critical in our culture. It's bryflesh, it's milkdad. Of course. You know, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, but in, in terms of celebrating heritage at our place, um, funny enough, my dad's birthday is the day after Heritage Day. Okay. So usually on the weekend of Heritage Day, we, we get together and it's a bride with the family and that sort of thing. But other than that, you know, it's it's about sitting around, talking nonsense, eating too much, and just enjoying time yes. with the family. Pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. So, Lucia, you mentioned something that you never know what to wear on, on Heritage Day. You did a TikTok video. I did, yeah. You yes, did it yesterday, actually. <laughs> Literally yesterday, this time I posted Tell us you. about that. 
Yeah, I posted it yesterday and basically I was just chatting about what do I wear to our office heritage party. And it blew up. I mean, I think we're on over 100,000 views now. But because there are so many people who, like me, are unsure of what their heritage or cultural attire should be for Heritage Day. Um, the funny thing is a lot of the colored people were talking about, like, just wear a stocking on your head and a gown. <laughs> Some were saying, no, just wear name brand, Nike, Nike, like, like all name brand. Um, and so the, and then some were saying, Kaapse Klopse, the Cape Kun, you know. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Others were saying Cape Malay, etc. And then obviously the Koi is part of our, yes. you know, the culture as well. So for me personally, I don't know where I fit in with all of that. Sure. Um, and yeah, I might just wear a mixture of everything because that would accurately <laughs> represent my culture. <laughs> What do you wear? Look, it's, what what Lushay was saying is actually interesting. Like, I'm 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 from Utenay, Afrikaans here, but if you trace my heritage back, mm. European settlers, that sort of thing. We are initially the Marais are from from France. Um, there's actually a, a section in Paris itself called Marais. But as far as back as far back as that goes, I I have no idea. So I don't know what the French wore in the when did we come here in the yeah. 1800s. And um, I, I don't, I don't own a farm, so I don't own a khaki shirt and fellies really. So okay. um, as far as Afrikaans goes, I, I don't know what we'll be wearing, but um, we'll, we'll make a plan. We'll, make a plan. we'll make a plan. Well, this is so interesting, guys, because in my culture, the Kosa culture, we're so big on on our yes. cultural clothes. We have them. We have the big skirts. Mm. We have mm-hmm. the beadwork, and it's a thing. Oh well, yeah. I think for us, we also have kind of our colored traditions there's certain things that as a colored person you just know like for example um oh, i can't even think of one now for example on you know christmas day you have to go and i don't know is it the same with you guys christmas day guys if there are 50 family members in the house you have to go and greet every single one individually. <laughs> and, so and if you christmas. don't oh your mother will give you that side eye because that is like that's part of our culture tradition you have to go and greet you can't just do a general hey, Merry christmas. Everybody. i don't know is that is that what it's like if there's like 50 uh, people you're just going you know with with us it's funny like we 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 have our family gatherings and stuff coming together but we Afrikaans culture, we always had like Buddha sport and all that kind of stuff. But mm. but over years, that's sort of like fallen away. And and as a family, we don't necessarily do any of that. So it's for trackers and copies and osavans and all mm. that kind of stuff. It doesn't. I don't know if there are. There's maybe small pockets of people that still do yeah. that kind of thing, but not not us. So we have our own little traditions. Like I said, the family mm. bride. Yeah. We do a lot of going out to farms. We do hunting. We do that sort of thing. So we build our own culture, our own heritage. Yeah. And that's sort of the thing we want Love to pass it. on going forward. You know? Love it. So on, on that note, I want to know from you guys, are the things that, I know that in my culture, there are things that stop with me, that I will not do with my kids, I will not teach my kids. Are the things in your culture where you're like, you know what, the greeting of the 50 people in here, yeah, like, <laughs> can we not? It stops here. Are there things like that? Um, like I said, I think there's, it's it's more getting back towards that old cultural thing, like, um, I don't know, Buddha sport, that sort of thing. There, there are probably Afrikaans people out there thinking, like, I don't know half of what's going on, <laughs> which is true because it's yeah. not something we grew up with. Yeah. And and because we didn't grow up with it, it's not something I can perpetuate. I can, mm. I can go sure. going forward. 
And obviously in, in South Africa being what it is, there's a lot of things that people want to leave in the past as well. So yes. it's, I, I find it easy to sort of leave certain things behind because you don't want to, to sure. take it forward. So, but in terms of, of heritage, like I said, we, we're, busy, we're busy crafting our own thing. and, and moving mm, forward, yeah. So true. I think for me, the first thing that came to mind was, and I actually got some flack for this at my wedding, where I was very specific about, for example, who I invited to like big like occasions, big events. Like my wedding, my son's 21st. Traditionally, as a colored person, you invite everyone. Like yes. all your aunties, all your uncles, maybe they they. It's a family affair. Right, but remember how, how many family members we have. So it's a family it's affair. Ex, it's an expensive yeah. affair. Yeah. So I kind of broke that where I only invited the people who were closest to me. And again, like it was very outside of our tradition. And a lot of people didn't understand. Like, why wouldn't you invite Auntie so-and-so that you saw 10 years ago? She doesn't yes. know your kids' names. Why wouldn't you invite her? Yes, you invite everybody. The other thing we don't do is we don't believe in RSVP into events. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand it. And then you'll be like, but are you coming? And they're like, of course, you know I'm coming. Of course I'm coming. No, I don't know that you're coming. You need to tell me. So yeah, let's break that stigma. <laughs> but you, you say that, Lachey, when, when, when I was at Varsity, we worked at a, at a, at a, like a wedding venue. And we always saw these weddings and, and, and specifically colored weddings. You yeah. get like, you walk into this place and you see it's made up. How many people were we expecting? Like 200 plus people. Yeah. And then even more show up. It's yep. like they come up to us. Can you bring more chairs? I, yep. think, I don't think we have more chairs, but yeah. let's see if we can make a plan for you guys. Yeah. It's like that with us as well. Now, on my wedding day, we invited 300. We made 300. <gasps> Invitations. Oh, you told me this story. <laughs> 150 on my side, 150 on my husband's side. It's fine. Hired a big enough hall, everything was going to work out. Then in the weeks leading to the wedding, I go into my mom's car and there are invitations like <gasps> printed, like the original invitations that I gave her to give to her people. She had printed them and made copies. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I'm like, hello, girl, what's happening? Yeah, you gave me a few invites <gasps> and to make copies. <laughs> Gotta love that. <laughs> to make uh, copies. Okay, I yeah. guess. Because what am I going to do now? I'm yep. getting married in a few days. On my wedding day, you couldn't even see the deco because it was so <laughs> packed. Wow. I remember sitting on, like, right there in front and looking at the back. There were chairs just put in. Oh, wow. So, like a, we, pu like a public gallery of guests. <laughs> a public gallery yeah. of guests. I want to ask, guys, are there things that you think we should be preserving, but we're losing them because of modern times? I think Culturally. I, th I think going back to, to what I was saying earlier about us, us moving away from the traditions and, and, and sort of crafting our own thing, I think one thing that is lacking on, on our side of or specifically my family and what Lucia was saying earlier about everybody's at the house we we tend to gravitate more towards private affairs and having only a handful of people there yeah. and in the process we lose touch with a lot of important people in our lives which which is something that I'm that I'm sad about and and we'll try to fix that you know but it's it is a case of but it also lends to the fact that everybody is so busy and life has gotten yeah. next level busy so it's 
you don't get to everyone and then all of a sudden that's the other thing that's the other thing you can't afford you can't you don't have the time you don't have the finances to have these massive gatherings Mm. that's the thing on our side anyway so true i think for for me um i grew up in a time where like all the aunties in the neighborhood or in your street could reprimand you Mm. so if you're naughty or you're not listening or your group of friends are up to no good the auntie down the road will come and give you yeah. a pits or come and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, shout you guys. So I, I, I low-key miss that. I get why it's a lot different now because the world is crazy. People are crazy and you hear all these terrible stories and so you don't obviously want to just have anyone have, like, have access to, to your, your child, child to do that. Yes. But I miss that community of, you know, it's everyone's child and it's everyone's mom and it's everyone's dad. I miss that. Also, one thing we should preserve is the pickled fish tradition. Um, <laughs> because what is Easter if there is no pickled fish? I actually know someone who works with us who has never had pickled fish before. I don't. I pray for her regularly. I pray that the Lord will just open her eyes, reveal the truth. But jokes aside, guys, pickled can fish you make is important. Pickled fish? I can't. But I can eat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how are your kids going to? How are we keeping this alive that's in the, the Williams thing. family? That's the other thing. I feel like back in the day, these cooking skills, these recipes, and important, you know, traditional dishes were passed down, and the next one learned them. But us modern wives, we don't. We're like, we'll just but, pay someone to do it. But we have Google now. Yeah, we've got Google also, <laughs> and we also have Uber Eats. Oh, so. oh. <laughs> I need to learn. Thank you. Thank you I'll so much. That makes me happy. My my wife has a she's she's still old school in terms of cooking and that sort of thing. And she's got a little cookbook with handwritten things and uh, that her grandmother sent her. Mm, and like one I of the best that. things she makes is um, ginger biscuits. That oh. is her grandmother's like a traditional recipe. And it's like my favorite thing. It's like one of my favorite things. We don't things. believe you. We need to actually taste it. I'll make a plan. I'll make a plan. Do you guys believe that we are a rainbow nation? Are we really? In, in certain aspects, I'd say so. Sure. Um, we, had a, we had a discussion like this a while back, uh, a few years back actually, where we had this discussion about Heritage Day and saying that we've got Lachey's culture, we've got Maya culture, we've got Amelie's culture, but we need to come together and sort of form like a South African culture. And I think that's a good thing to to bring people together, swap recipes, swap stories, exchange traditions, do all these things together so people can sort of learn and grow together because it's the only way we're going to move forward and create new history and new heritage mm. and make South Africa, like you said, a true, a true railroad nation. So true. That's so true. Mm. I think that we definitely are just because of the way my kids react to color. Um, They don't see color. I actually have a very funny story. One of my sons came home and he was referring to a boy. I'm just going to call the boy Adam. for. So he says, no, mom, black Adam. No, or Adam, black, black, whatever, black Adam. So I'm like, why are you calling? Because now immediately I'm like, no, my child is calling this boy black. And I was like ready to like just yeah. like dish out some whoop ass, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then he was like, then later on I discovered they were in teams. And Adam was in the black team. Oh. And other Adam was in the yellow team. So that's why he was black Adam and he was yellow Adam. So they were not seeing color. And automatically my mind was programmed to, oh no, it's because of the race. That's why. So yeah, I do think our kids are going to have it a lot better off than what we did. I think so. Yeah, I really think so. 
Thank you so much for joining us on the Son and No podcast. Are you going to come back? Yes, we are. you going to come back? Thank you so much, guys. That's all we have for today on Swana No. Swana No More. Tune in again next week. Bye.